Gracie and you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. You can reach me on Twitter at Dominic TV. Folks, download the 77 WABC app. Coming up at about 45 minutes past the hour, Carter Cares. And we have a lot going on tonight. I promise you this is going to be a very good show. Number one, as I have been talking about uh, as it relates to Ukraine, President Zelensky says that, uh, and I find this interesting, that if, if Ukraine had access to more weapons from NATO and the United States, the war would be over, that he believes the war against Russia would have already have been won if Western allies, including the U.S. and NATO, sent more weapons to arm Ukraine. Second story, very, very controversial. Syracuse, New York, where I attended graduate school at the uh, Newhouse School of Public Communications. Police there are facing backlash after officers detained a crying eight-year-old boy and a video that has gone viral Apparently, the eight-year-old boy stole some chips, and uh, it, it, it is it is uh, just a mess. I'm going to come back to that in just one second. We'll let you hear it in just a second. The third story we're working on this morning, as of five minutes ago, it is now legal to buy recreational marijuana and the state of New Jersey. Folks, I am telling you, we are making a big mistake. Marijuana is a gateway drug that leads to other problems. I know the train has already left the station, and I know that the politicians are counting the millions of dollars in tax revenue, but the net gain is ultimately going to be a net loss when you add up the emergency room visits, when you add up the crime that continues to grow, when you add up that in some cases, and I know this is legal marijuana, but, you know, who knows, even after it leaves the uh, dispensary, who knows what exactly is going to happen. I know you're going to say to me, Dominic, this is the best type of marijuana you can buy. It comes, uh, you know, with government backing, but I just don't buy it, folks. So let's start. And, of course, we're taking your telephone calls this hour, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So let's start with the situation in Syracuse, New York. I'm going to give you my honest assessment in just a moment. I want you to listen what it sounds like. 
three police officers, Syracuse, New York, respond. Eight-year-old boy accused of stealing, stealing a bag of chips. The child becomes hysterical. And uh, there's a member of the community that is recording this. And then we're going to let you hear the reaction from Governor Hochul. This has gone national, and the police in Syracuse and New York are under fire. I'm going to give you my assessment, my honest assessment in just a moment. First, I want you to listen to what this sounded like when the police in Syracuse confronted this eight-year-old boy. What is y'all doing? What is y'all doing? Yes. Hey, he look like a baby to me. Why you? Why you? That's what I'm doing. I don't know what you're doing. Exactly what you I just see you snatching him up off the. So what? So what's going on then? You're stealing stuff. If he breaks into your house, you steal something. Nah, you man. What are you selling? A bag of chips? So y'all treat me like a whole cold-blooded f- the killer? Keep, keep, keep walking, dude. You don't even know what you're keep talking Keep walking, about. dude. I, I, I know what I just came up and see. I know the f- I just came up and see. Okay, what did you see? I see y'all snatching him up the bike like you're a f- grown ass man. It wasn't him. And he said it wasn't him. What the f- is y'all doing? Crazy. How old is 10 years? What y'all talking about, man? That's against the law. What the f- is y'all doing? What is y'all doing? Take the f***ing chips. If you stole some chips, I'll pay for them. I'll pay for them. You don't even know where he lives. Y'all just throwing him in the f***ing car. That's what they do. They come here. What is y'all doing? Leave him alone. No camera. That's all we can do. He a kid. So that's the uh, scene that occurred in uh, in Syracuse. And I'm going to let you hear what the governor has to say. But, but, but let me give you my take on this. Number one, the video looks awful. It looks awful. But when calmer heads prevail, maybe the father of this child should be thankful for the officer's actions. Now, why do you say that, Dominic? As of right now, the father wants an investigation into the police officers. Number one, if you look carefully at the video, which is now viral, it looks like the little boy who is hysterical was placed in handcuffs, but that's not the case. The officer was holding the young man on each side, on his left arm and on his right arm, standing behind him. So he was never handcuffed. He was put into the patrol car, but He was not arrested or taken to a juvenile detention facility or charged as a juvenile. The police officers took the eight-year-old boy home and spoke to his father. The boy was not charged with a crime. Here's why I say that when comma heads prevail, maybe the father of this boy would want to thank the police officers. It could have gone a very different way. And this may, this may sound, this may sound cruel, but this can be a teachable moment 
And a moment where clearly as hysterical as the child got, eight years old, the question becomes, why is the child shoplifting? I, I don't know if the child was hungry or not, but, you know, maybe counseling. This can be an initiative for counseling for the child and for nipping this in the bud before it becomes a much bigger problem. Right? So I honestly feel rather than wanting to file a complaint against the officers, the father, when comma heads prevail, should thank them for how they responded to this situation. And frankly, this falls right under the category. I see your phone calls. We're going to them in just one second. This falls under the category of police having an impossible job. So the eight-year-old boy is a black, three male white police officers responding, Syracuse, New York. Now, in in an ideal world, now that we know that the video's gone viral, in an ideal world, maybe the police officers on scene should have radioed for an African-American female officer to respond. In an ideal world, if we're going to Monday morning quarterback all day long, those officers in that situation did not have the luxury of, you know, the Monday morning quarterbacking. Now, keep in mind, we're going to play what Governor Hochul has to say about this. Keep in mind, it's an election year and Governor Hochul needs the progressive vote out of New York City. Here is what the governor had to say. As a mother, that was a heart-wrenching video to witness. And I know that the mayor is working closely with the police department uh, to get to the bottom of everything, but also make sure that uh, we do protect our children, that they're handled in a different way when it comes to encounters with law enforcement. I think that's uh, what all of our expectations will continue to be. Governor Hochul commenting on the police situation in Syracuse, New York, Three officers. Oh, and by the way, uh, the police say that one of the officers has responded at least uh, a couple of other times to this child uh, possibly shoplifting. Now, you may have heard in the video, the child says he didn't do it. But the police say this is not the first time that they have uh, encountered this young man. So they took him home. He was not placed under arrest. He was not handcuffed. And so maybe when, 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 when calmer heads prevail, maybe this father should thank those police officers to Rob in Staten Island. Good morning, Rob. You're on talk radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. So yeah, respond to that story with the eight year old. Um, So when I was a kid, when I was 10 years old, my buddy and I, we thought it would be fun to put uh, coins and some other little nonsense on the railroad tracks. We got caught by a couple plainclothes cops out in Nassau County. And what did they do? They put us in the back of the car. They put our bicycles in the trunk. They brought us home. I don't remember a butt kicking that I ever got from my mother like I got that day. And you want to know something? You never did it again. One of the best things that happened. Mm -hmm. One of the best things that happened. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, you know, 30 plus years later, and I'm in law enforcement now myself. 
Well, and thank you for your service. We, thanks. And, you know, from time to time, that's probably the best option. You know, you walk them home, you put them in the back of the car, you bring them home. I, I think, you know, the video, the problem is the video looks terrible. You right. know, and most people right. are not going to analyze the video and go into the details. They're just going to have their, their knee-jerk reaction, and it's going to explode. Um, so that's that. And if I could just make one other comment to something you just said while I was on hold. Go ahead. Um, you, you, you did make a mention of, you know, if there was, I guess, more time, they could have maybe had a female African-American officer respond. Yes. I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I don't believe, I don't believe that at all. I, I can't tell you. How many times I responded to a job where the individuals right from Jump Street said, no, no, I don't want to talk to you. I want you to have a Hispanic officer respond or mm-hmm. a black officer mm-hmm. respond. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we don't play. We don't we don't play that game. Okay. I'm here. I'm a professional. I'm going to give you equal time and I'm going to make a, an unbiased decision. And if you want the police you got to understand a police officer is going to respond. Not a black officer, not a white officer, not an Asian officer, a police officer. Hey, Rob, you so know that, what? That's, that's, that, that, hey, Rob, that, that, that's a great point that you just made. But let me, let me push back a little bit here and, and bear with me for a second. I'm stating that out of support for the three white male officers that were on scene. They are in a impossible situation it's an election year in the state of new york kathy hochul wants to be governor outright she's running for election whenever a governor comments on a situation involving the police it generally rob as i know you know is not going to be a good thing for the officers involved and those officers they didn't do anything wrong they they basically did it by the book But the video just looks horrible. And I'm saying for the protection of those officers or 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 if I hear you about not uh, the race of an officer, but, you know, maybe maybe. And I know you probably can't even put that on the radio of please send down an an African-American officer, but someone of color. So it wouldn't have looked so bad to fall into what the critics are saying. Rob, what do you think? I, I, I can understand that point of view, and don't take this wrong way because I don't mean this to insult you. I, okay. I, I love you, Dominic. Okay, but but I understand that from a civilian standpoint, that makes sense. And I know this isn't the crime of the century, but you got to understand, Dominic. You know, when when officers are on scenes like that, they become very rapidly unfolding situations quickly, and decisions like that. They, they just have to be made very quickly, and we got to get off scene because it's going to explode. And that's exactly and, and what one, was happening and, in Syracuse. And, and I have to be honest with you, Dominic. I, I don't know what the governor's comments were. I haven't heard them. I, I literally just turned on the radio. I heard you on, and I, and I wanted to talk to you. I, I can't even comment on what the governor said. Okay. I don't know. Well, what hey, Rob, said. Rob, just hold on one second. I want you to hear exactly what the governor had to say as it relates to the situation. As a mother, that was a heart-wrenching video to witness. And I know that the mayor is working closely with the police department uh, to get to the bottom of everything, but also make sure that uh, we do protect our children, that they're handled in a different way when it comes to encounters with law enforcement. I think that's uh, what all of our expectations will continue to be. Rob, before I move on, what do you think? I... 
Okay, well, first of all, anything she says is political, so right. I really right. You know, but 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 I will say, as a father, when I first initially saw that video this morning, and as a police officer, I was like, Jesus Christ, what the hell are these guys doing? But mm-hmm. but then, as I learned more, as we all did about the the background and what actually happened, then you're like, okay. Okay, I, I can kind of wrap my head around this to a certain extent. Um, mm-hmm. But so that so basically, what the governor said—that's that's my take on it. Okay, Rob, I really appreciate your patience and your time, and thank you for your service in law enforcement. Thank you, and have a wonderful morning. Let's stay on Staten Island, and we're going to get to Ukraine. I see the calls on Ukraine. I see the calls with folks disagreeing with me about legalized marijuana. Let's stay on Staten Island. Let's go to Pete. Good morning, Pete. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. You know, I saw that video, and I am so glad. I'm listening to you like I always do, hopefully every night, you know, when I can. Mm -hmm. And you just said it straight. You are the Paul Harvey of modern-day times. I mean, you are so fair and balanced. You call it as it is. And, uh, you know, you really uh, ironed it out because Renee and I saw the video we thought the negative thing when we first saw it. I said, gee, I wish I was in the store. I would have paid for the food for him mm-hmm. because if it is hungry, he's hungry. But if I did pay for it, I could be arrested for interfering with government of, uh, you know. Governmental operation, right, right. Right, you can't even put a coin in a parking meter if it's expiring. If a police officer or law enforcement guy wants to really pursue it, you could be in trouble for doing it. You're interfering. But you brought out the facts of what really happened. I thought the kid got handcuffed from the way I looked at it because I didn't look into with detail. But you call it the way it is. If anybody to call in and criticize you, especially, uh, you know, fellow Afro-American, it's wrong because you call it the way it is. You don't call it the way uh, for politics and to get fame and be recognized. You are fair and balanced. That's well, all I want to say. Thank, thank you, Pete, for the call. What, I, what I'm not willing to do is the pandering thing. I do have to call it the way that I see it. And so that in, in this case, that meant looking at that video today about – 45 times at times trying to study the young man's hands to make sure that he wasn't handcuffed. And he wasn't because if you look carefully, the eight year old boy, as he starts to become quite emotional, you can see his right hand that is down at his waist. And you have the officer that's standing behind him and you have two other officers on location and you have what appears to be an African-American man videotaping this. And I know that he's coming to the aid of the eight year old boy, but it was really inflaming the situation to a much higher level. And the officers were just trying to get off of location And once they put the child into the patrol car, it appears that they put his bike in the back of the patrol car. They took him to his father and communicated with his father. That's why my point is when comma heads prevail and the video is bad, but when comma heads prevail, maybe this father should thank these officers because if counseling's required, it's early intervention. 
it's nipping this situation before it can lead to something much larger. I've got to take a break, but before I do so, let's go to our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. How do you see this situation? Good morning, Dominic. Um, first of all, to the gentleman that said um, only black folks would like complain. I don't matter what black read, it's a child. I agree somewhat with uh, Kathy. That could have been handled in a different manner. Because a bag of potato chips is not taking anyone's life. I, I'd say they, three officers for one child. I mean, he's, if he's been doing this before, then that's up to his parents. But I just think it was kind of roughly hurt. And think about it. If that was your son, you wouldn't be too happy about it at the beginning. Well, uh, I, I did have a situation, Audrey. Uh, my son is kind of... Um, you know, big like me, uh, but he has epilepsy and he wouldn't harm a fly. And, you know, he didn't grow up uh, in the project. So he doesn't really understand no matter how many times uh, I've had this conversation with him. So we would come to the city and he would say, dad, I, I've, I've got to urinate. And, and I would try to send him to a restaurant. And sometimes they would say, no, our restaurant, I would send them to the restroom. And they would say, no, 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 our, our bathroom is out of order. And so my eyebrows immediately went up. And then when I walked up, and then sometimes they recognized me, oh, we, we made a mistake. The restroom is, is, is open. But the situation, you said I would be angry if it was my son. So in Rockland County, my son was, was running uh, at a mall to to. He had to go to the bathroom badly. I was not there. An officer saw him running. To this day, I still don't know what police department. I went to every department in the county. Every police department told me, no, Mr. Carter, it's not us, it's not us, it's not us. And an officer saw him running and ordered him to spread eagle on the floor. Now, Audrey, you are correct. I was livid. And I was livid because... This kid comes from a good family in a, in a high-paying tax county, and he had did nothing wrong except for be a black male running, and, and he was trying to get to a restaurant that had a restroom. So I would be angry. But in this situation, Audrey, and I've, I've got to take a commercial break. I thank you for the call, Audrey. Thank you so much. And in this situation, I really do feel that when when karma heads prevail, right now, everything's raw, the emotion. But I really feel that the father, in this case, should thank these officers because they're put in a very tough situation. So Audrey said uh, three officers is too much to respond to. But Audrey, what what we're not being honest about is that this is in, no disrespect, this is in the hood of Syracuse and the hood of Syracuse is rough. So generally there's not going to be one officer responding to a call. It's going to be one and backup in the hood in Syracuse. So in Syracuse, and I know it like the back of my hand, you have a gorgeous, lavish Syracuse university campus. And right next to the campus, you have the black community on one side and it's rough impoverished and it hasn't gotten any better in decades. And so officers responding to that community 
you know, they, they've got to protect themselves. We, we have to look at it from all sides. Dominic Carter here with you folks. We're going to get to Ukraine. We're going to get to marijuana in uh, New Jersey. And that starts today. And we're going to continue with this Syracuse, New York police incident, police responding to an eight-year-old who uh, allegedly stole some uh, a bag of chips and uh, the police, the story has gone national. The video is uh, viral, but it is now time for the 77 WABC clip of the day. Listen to Rita Cosby's Protecting America on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Here, Rita Talks, New York City Politicians. We have had a series of politicians. And first off, let's get into like Mayor Bill de Blasio, of course, in New York City, defunded a good portion of police. A lot of the funds haven't come back. You know, we've had a governor who has said, I'm going to cut slack to Alvin Bragg on bail reform. Let's give him some slack is sort of the phrase. How much slack can New Yorkers handle? I was trying to get Bill de Blasio out of my mind now that he's gone. And it's like the ghost of de Blasio. He just wops around. W-A-B-C. I heard you were looking for me. And we are back. A number of topics this morning. I will get back to the eight-year-old. I see all the calls in just one second. But let's go to the issue of Ukraine for a moment. Pete in New Hampshire. Good morning and welcome to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, thank you, Dom. I love you and I love your show. Thank you. I love you right back. Thank you. And all our listeners. And, and you, Dom, are a, a voice of reason, and that's why I listen to you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Go right ahead, Pete. First off, with that 8-year-old boy, I'm a 70-year-old man, white man, and, and I say it white because of color. But in my world, I listen to all this crap today. I don't see color anymore. It's called principle actions based on the principle based on actions done. And okay. to see this situation... When I grew up, there was a standing rule, and I grew up in a town of 600 farming community, and there was a message sent loud and clear among parents, Dom. Number one, if you see my kid acting up or anybody else, you kick him in the butt and you point him home. That was a standing rule. That rule has gone away, and in these mm-hmm. projects, in these neighborhoods, Dom, I'm going to say this, the Democrats always look for votes. And they, they made the black community and the Hispanic community shine, sign up and shine on with them to get voted. And once that disappeared, they fed them money. And you see what happened, the end results. That's what I have to say about that. Well, Pete, uh, did, did you have a comment on Ukraine before I move on? Or no, you just wanted to comment on the, on the kid? No, no that, that could have been corrected a long time ago. It's also that, um, before I go to the Ukraine, Dom, Quickly, my mess. My point is, it's all about parenting skills, Dom. Right, right. I, I, I hear you, Pete. Uh, I'm I, gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, that that's a very sensitive topic, a very sensitive topic, and I need like five hours to uh, put it all together. But quickly on Ukraine, Pete. We have a full board, and I need to move on. Okay, on the Ukraine. Let's go back real quick. Donald Trump. When he was president, he said this, and I saw it on C-SPAN, 
when he sat down with NATO, was he told Stoltenberg, okay, at the meeting, he told him quite clearly that we were. It's all started. We are not going to keep fighting these wars that you signed us up for. Basically, he told them these companies, these countries like under uh, Angela Merkel, you're going to start paying your fair share. They, Stoltenberg didn't like it. And I watched the faces and the reaction from the NATO representatives of other countries. And you know what, Dom? We keep getting signed up for these wars and campaigns, and we are the suckers. And I'm not saying, and even in Ukraine, we are the suckers of, of the world, the free of the world. The other thing is, Dom, we get signed up for this, like Afghanistan, for instance. The Russians went in there, they fought that war in Afghanistan for 19 years, and they gave up, and they pulled out, went home. What happened with us? NATO and the United Nations, we got suckered in that again. And how'd that turn out? We could have right. taken all that stuff out of Afghanistan, thanks to Brandon. And guess what happened? We left it all over there. That I, could have gone to the Ukraine. I, 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 hear, I hear you, Pete, but I, I do have to step in. I'm sorry, but there are, there are a lot of people holding. Um, and, and out of fairness, we want to try and get to as many calls as possible. Thank you for the call, Pete, to Brooklyn. And let's say good morning to John. John, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Okay, that's an interesting comment from Zelensky. And if you're going to say he's cocky or recalcitrant, as one of your colleagues would say, I would say no. I think if we had given the Ukrainians arms, and, and Biden was, the administration was issuing warnings that this would happen months ago, if that started arming Ukraine then, I think Ukraine could have had an excellent chance of smashing that Russian armored column, uh, preventing Kiev from being shelled, uh, maybe even stopping the shelling that went on in Mariupol as well. So I, I think uh, Zelensky is well on his guard, ground, good grounds to say what but he did. Okay. He's not being cocky. He's not being overly confident. Okay. Hey, John, I thank you for the call, and I hear you. And obviously, Ukraine is a situation that we continue to monitor on an hourly basis here at uh, WABC. I'm going back to the eight-year-old in just one second, but first to Philadelphia. And Robert, it says here, Robert, you disagree with me about marijuana. Hey, how you doing, Dominic? Hi, Robert. Go right ahead. Uh, yeah, I would respectfully disagree with you on that. Okay. Um, I don't. I honestly am still surprised that it was ever made illegal to begin with. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I think that its societal impact is far less damaging than alcohol is. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, for instance, I have for a long time since I was younger. I, I don't want to take a lot of time, but. I had racing thoughts when I was younger, and I found that when I did that, it slowed me down and allowed me to focus. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure that's just an individual case. But I think that overall, I was out in Washington where it's legal. I don't see any problems there. It's handled well. I personally think that— You're referring—wait, wait, wait, Robert. You're referring to the state of Washington? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Well, they they what what one one of the things that has been reported in Washington is that emergency room visits skyrocketed. 
And so, um, and so, I, from we yes, emergency room uh, visits skyrocketed in the uh, in the state of Washington. I lived in Seattle for to, well, outside of Seattle, that was. I have to think that was something pursuant to that particular, like a bad batch or something, because mm-hmm. I've never heard of such a thing myself. Okay, but I'm not saying it's for everybody, Dominic. Right, I'm I, just you're saying, saying for you, it, it shouldn't it, have been right. It, it shouldn't have been illegal to begin with, because. Um, it's, I mean, it gets back to, it's your body. You hey, know, hey, Robert, I, I, I hear you. And, and maybe I'm biased because of my upbringing, but uh, my grandfather was a heroin addict and he did. So my dad, my, my father died of a heroin overdose. Mm, my mother I'm sorry to hear that. That's why, I'm sorry to that's hear why that. I grew up. That's why I grew and, up in an orphanage. I know. I appreciate that. But and so I'm aware and, of that. And so my grandfather, and I'm proud of him now because when he left this earth, he left clean, and he did everything to his family that sometimes addicts do in terms of everything had to be nailed down or hidden in the house because whenever he came around, if he could find a way to steal it, to sell it for a couple of dollars on the street, it it would happen. But, again, I'm proud of my grandfather, but the point I'm – because he – kicked his addiction before he died. But but the point I'm trying to make is that my grandmother, and it was effective, uh, from Augusta, Georgia, she raised me on a tradition of, she said, boy, and I, I will always remember this, don't you ever start smoking them, them reefers. This is what she would say, referring to marijuana. She would say, because once you start smoking them reefers, then you're going to start with cocaine, and then you're going to heroin. And so, hey, Robert, I do have to move on, but I appreciate what you said. Um, but but from my point of view, there is nothing any of you can say to change my opinion. Marijuana is a dangerous gateway drug, and we, society, are making a huge mistake. One more call on marijuana before we go back to the eight-year-old. To Shirley in New York, good morning, and what's on your mind, Shirley? Hi, Dominic. So I was just going to say, uh, for those that think marijuana is harmless, maybe what they should do is do a little research. You can go to the CDC website on marijuana and click on to the different uh, pages, or I should say the different uh, categories of what marijuana does to your body and to Mm -hmm. your mental health. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, uh, brain health, it uh, affects you with your memory, coordination, decision-making, your emotions. Uh, As far as your mental health, uh, prolonged use can actually lead to schizophrenia, psychosis, hallucinations. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So I think, you know, the same know before you go, do some research. All right. Uh, talk to a um, a viable, uh, reliable uh, physician before you indulge. Absolutely. Um, I think people are just haphazardly just thinking, you know, it's a fun drug and there are no negative side effects to it. But um, if you read it, you'll see that there are. Well, I I uh, I thank you uh, for the call, Shirley, and I hope that you have a um, a lovely uh, morning. Uh, you and I agree on the issue of marijuana, and it, it for me it's kind of hard to believe that right now, right now, legalize 
weed, marijuana, cannabis is legal in the state of New Jersey. Now, if you, like Robert called from Philadelphia, think about this for a second. If you just come right over the bridge down in that area of Philadelphia into New Jersey, you can buy marijuana too, apparently, even though it's 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 uh, uh, borderline because um, it, it's still federal once you once you cross the state line. But apparently, it's going to be tolerated. I'm going to switch back now to the eight-year-old kid, Syracuse, New York, a place that I know very well. Attended graduate school there. Um. And again, uh, I want you to listen to this encounter with the police, three police officers in Syracuse, an eight-year-old boy accused of stealing a bag of chips. And uh, the police officers happen to be white. The boy happened to be black. And uh, a member of the community uh, records this video and is, he's questioning the officers, but it's borderline of antagonizing the officers. What is y'all doing? What is y'all doing? Hey, you like a baby to me. Why you? Why you? That's what I'm doing. I don't know what you're doing. I just see you snatching my part. So what? So what's going on then? You're stealing stuff. If you break into your house, you steal something. Nah, you man. What are you selling? A bag of chips? So y'all treat me like a whole cold-blooded f***ing killer? Keep, keep, keep walking, dude. You don't even know what you're keep talking walking. about. Keep walking. I do. I, I know what I just came up and see. I know the f*** I just came up and see. Okay, what did you see? I see y'all snatching him up a bike like you're a f***ing grown-ass man. Ain't he saying it wasn't him? What is y'all doing? crazy. How old is y'all talking about, man? That's against the law. What is y'all doing? What is y'all doing? Take the f***ing chips. If you stole some chips, I'll pay for them. I'll pay for them. You don't even know where he lives. Y'all just throwing him in the f***ing car. That's what they do. They come here. What is y'all doing? Leave him alone. No camera. That's all we can do. He a kid. Folks, to be a police officer in, in these days, I don't know if you noticed or could hear the great restraint of those three police officers, because it's borderline. Some will say uh, the man had a First Amendment right to say what he was saying and record. But remember, in New York City, Mayor Eric Adams has said, stop uh, with all the recordings interfering with police officers when they're in a situation. And did you hear the restraint? They were trying to answer the man's questions and there was nothing that they could say that was going to relieve uh, his anxiety, the stress, and the the child was already uh, wailing and upset, and it was a rough uh, situation. Let's go to uh, Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Um, first of all, I believe I heard, I'm just going off very quickly here, I do believe I heard Bob Brown say um, about an hour or so ago on the news that there was an officer shot tonight in New York City. Well, you know, it's interesting that it's interesting that you that you mentioned that, Jennifer, because I'm just getting the information. And uh, someone sent me an email that says, why are you not speaking on this? It says uh, 
they, they're quoting Fox 5 New York, and it says two cops were shot today in Yonkers, and you let these woke callers back you into a corner so you don't speak on it. So in other words, I'm going to let you finish, Jennifer, but what I'm trying to say here is I can't win. If I speak out on, if I call it the way it needs to be called, then you have one or two African-Americans that will call up here and say to me, well, why are you talking about what's going on? And then I didn't notice what happened in Yonkers, and I'm being accused from the other side of letting woke callers intimidate me. Go right ahead, Jennifer. Please continue. I understand, Dominic. Um, you're between a rock and a hard place in a lot of these things, and I admire your your um, just your your inner strength to, to stand by your convictions and speak your mind. But if I could quickly, I just wanted to offer prayers for them. I just heard that there was one officer shot in the stomach. They didn't say anything about his condition or anything. And I do think, you know, even in the city, that used to be kind of front-page news, didn't it? Yes. And um, like yes. you said, you're just learning of it. I only heard Bob Brown say it once. I didn't hear it on the other um, things. And he also, it was the second to last thing he talked about. He talked about masks and everything else first. I found that disappointing. And if I could, regarding this little boy, um, he's eight years old, and there's a questionable history of him perhaps doing this. Whether it was his first or his fourth or his 44th time, I think if people had not interfered, um, because I think this young boy has learned enough of what goes on in life, that everyone's going to rally around him and that the police will be wrong, and he's not wrong. You do not want to encourage bad behavior at any level. My sister and her friend, when they were 10 years old, made prank phone calls to their teacher. We had detectives come to our home, not you know, not officers, detectives. And you would believe what they told them was going to happen to them. Right. And they right. never messed around again. And right. the worst thing was they had to deal with my, 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 her father and my father. So I will say this. That young boy doesn't seem to be concerned about um, being found out at home because, look, the father isn't investigating his own home and his child's behavior. And believe me, I have no malice toward the child. There's a reason he's acting out or doing wrong things, why he's on his own water in the neighborhood at eight, you know, at eight years old. So my point is something is wrong. And as usual, instead of people looking inward or trying to right a wrong, they're looking to be made a victim. I told you, it's you're held in high regard now if you're a victim. If you make yourself a victim or society makes you a victim. You know, like you said, this should be a learning, teachable moment. And um, I remember when I, I was only two years old and I grabbed something at, at the store. My, we went all the way back to the store with my dad. And I, didn't even, I wasn't even old enough to know. But he made sure I said, sorry, I was barely able to speak the words. You know, and he reminded me constantly, this kid, it sounds to me like he's lacking something at home. And the fact that you said that's a, that's a touchy subject, parenting, and it, it that's, is. that's sad. Why is that? And I, I don't understand. I don't care if you're black, white, or pink with purple polka dots. Raising what? children, when you bring them into the world, that's your biggest obligation to raise a beautiful human being that's going to have a good, fulfilling life. And do, you know, live a, live a just life. Right. Hey, Jennifer, Jennifer, I, I do have to step in. I thank you for the call, but I am like eight minutes past the uh, commercial break. Uh, 
listen, folks that listen to this program know that I'm not going to run and I'm not going to let anybody intimidate me from what needs to be said. All I am trying to illustrate is just that right now I don't have the time to discuss what's going on in family units because it's much easier in many communities to say, see, 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 the police are the bad guy. It's not what's going on in home. It's the police. It's those white police officers over there. It's them. It's them. It's them. They're wrong. They're wrong. Hey, but what's going on in your household? We don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about that. Uh, sir, why, why, why is your eight-year-old son stealing, uh, apparently, potato chips? That's not the issue. Those white cops. Those white cops. Uh, sir, this is the third time we have interacted with your son and brought him back. Those white cops. I'll be right back. W-A-B-C. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your burrow to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. And one of the stories I am following, folks, Mayor Eric Adams is begging for a chance to fix Rikers after the feds threaten an independent takeover And maybe that's what's needed. I don't have much sympathy for criminals, but, and and they're not convicted criminals at Rikers, but, you know, society says that there's a certain way that people ought to be treated, and even for criminals in custody. And so I I, I don't know if, maybe it's not a bad idea for the feds to um, take over Rikers. I don't really see that... uh, uh, happening, but I am looking at the uh, situation, and remember, Yonkers is um, the Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart's cousin that doesn't want to change the bail laws. So this shooting of a police officer happened in Yonkers in her backyard, and so apparently this happened uh, near the intersection of Elm Street and Lincoln Street. Uh, a task force of uh, Yonkers police and federal agents were targeting three suspects inside a bodega. And uh, when officers entered the bodega, one of the suspects pulled out a gun and fired a shot, striking a Yonkers detective in the stomach. And what's sad about this, this detective apparently is uh, only days away from retiring. And so the bad things always seem to happen to good people. Let's go back to the telephone calls. Joining me soon will be Frank Morano, the other side of uh, midnight. Ina in Manhattan, good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. I think think you made the wrong call. You think I made the wrong call? Yes. Okay, go ahead. That's that's an eight-year-old child. They're not even sure if it's him. He's, he's screaming, it's not me, it's not me. And three police, they're not intelligent, they're, they're not educated, 
Okay, so wait, so wait, Ina, wait, 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 Ina, Ina, Ina. So what would you have them do? Why did they talk to him like that and handle a little boy and have him screaming like that and trying to uncuff him and put him in a car? They did, they did so not. Wait, wait, Ina, Ina, they did not cuff the child. You see, misinformation is a big part of the problem. The officer held the kid's arms. The kid started, the eight-year-old started spazzing out on his own. They put him into the, I mean, let, let's let's call it for what it is. He saw community members standing there. Maybe he thought he could get out of the situation. They put him into, he knows what's going to happen now. They, it, this wasn't the first time. So, so you feel that trained police officers are supposed to be social workers? I, I see police in New York would approach uh, police in New York, would approach a little boy and say and, and, and take him home and pay for and pay for the chip and take him home and give him a good warning and he wouldn't do it, uh, do it. if it's him doing it if it's he did it they didn't know that if it, who do who do it he said I'm not it's not me why scare the little boy like that why mm-hmm. treat him like that if your dog Joe did treat it like that you you'd have hit the roof. And that's a flipping animal. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. treat kids like that. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're abusing. And listen to me, mark my word, this is not the end of it. You have the bigger tubs, them now going, going get, go to that store and you're going to see what happened. I saw on Church Avenue in Brooklyn, an Asian lady went in this store. The Asian, it's a big, big, big food store. The Asian man said, that she steal three pepper. The woman didn't steal no pepper. Did you know that he lost the store? Because the Muslim, the black Muslim come down and pick at the store and, and the lady will file a lawsuit because they beat her up for three pepper. Mm-hmm. And I, he I, lost the business. I, I, Nobody I, could go in there I, and buy anything. Hey, Ina, I, I, I hear you, but on this one, we respectfully we respectfully uh, disagree. I'm going to take one more call, and then Frank Morano is going to join me. Lisa, Nutley, New Jersey, good morning. Go right ahead. Um, um, I have to disagree with your last caller. In my town, there is an African-American family, and the son is autistic. And he would go into one of the stores here uh, and just, he loves this one cereal. I don't know what cereal it is, but he just loves the one cereal. He goes in and he takes it. But the difference is the parents told management, when you see him, just let him take what he needs and then call us and we'll come and pay for it. There's a big difference between respect and just entitlement. And a lot of people are not understanding that. And you know what? There's a lot of people when this kid walks in, if he wants two boxes of cereal, the people in town will just pay for it because he's a good kid. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. not a bad kid. It all depends on, you know, again, it's what they learn at home from the parents. Well, that's that. That's an interesting point, Lisa. And, and you know, may, maybe you're right at the end of the day. I thank you for the call. We're going to go back to your telephone calls in just a second. But first, Frank Marano and the other side of Midnight coming up. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Dominic. What's going on? Uh, trying to deal with this eight-year-old yeah. kid in Syracuse. Uh, I've been and following the conversation. Really interesting. W- what do you think? I don't know. I tend to I tend to side with you. I mean, it, the thing is, with all these videos, 
the George Floyd incident, uh, Eric Garner, really, even if you go back a few years before that, the guy that was getting shocked and saying, don't tase me, bro, and screaming, it it just, it doesn't look great, right? So whenever you have an eight-year-old being detained by police and being sort of handled by the police, it just, it doesn't look great. And these are the kinds of things that the fact that everyone's walking around with a camera in their pocket, mm-hmm. that it's almost a studio-quality camera, it creates a, a new narrative about these incidents that was that wouldn't have happened years ago. So I'm hesitant because we so often see, like we saw with the case of Nicholas Sandman in Washington, D.C., we so often see that the initial reaction people have to a video isn't the full story. So I'm going to withhold judgment, but I've enjoyed hearing the conversation from everybody. I, on I, I really wish, and as our first caller uh, indicated, police don't operate that way. But politically, it just doesn't look good no. for three male white cops and a little black boy. I just wish that they would have uh, called for a female African-American officer yeah, I mean, to immediately respond to the scene. It's such a shame that race has to be such a component right. of right. policing right. and that uh, police can't do what they feel is their job because they happen to be a different race than the than the boy that they're and, detaining. And that's how bad things are. What do you have coming up? Uh, got a lot to cover today. It's Thursday, so we're going to do the AC report in the 3 o'clock hour, tell people what's happening in Atlantic City. Some interesting news out of there. We're going to break down the Ukraine situation. Yesterday, I spent a lot of time talking about how idiotic I thought it was for the Boston Marathon to ban Russian athletes from participating. Uh, somehow, I don't think Vladimir Putin is losing any sleep over the fact that Russians and Belarusians can't uh, participate in the Boston Marathon. Now, the Wimbledon Tennis Tournament is doing the same thing, so we'll take a look at that. And um, the one thing that liberals and conservatives seem to have in common is they both hate the social media companies. They both hate the big tech companies, and with good reason. So we're going to get into um, a discussion of free speech on the Internet with Jeff Kossoff, who wrote the book about Section 230. A lot of people are running around saying abolish 230, repeal 230. A lot of these people don't even understand what Section 230 is. So we're going to get into an explanation of what it actually is and what a repeal of Section 230 would actually look like in terms terms of furthering free speech on the internet sounds great let's get to a couple of these calls veronica in manhattan good morning you're talking to frank and dominic go right ahead yes hi good morning i just want to say how much i agree with you about the father of that young boy thanking the police for what they did uh fast forward 10 years and that little boy might be that 19 year old in St. Louis, I forget his last name. Remember years ago when he and grabbed a couple of things and then he lost his life later right, that day. Right, right. If that can be prevented, those police officers should be not only thanked but commended. Well, I thank you for the call. Let's go to Michael on the east side. Michael, quickly, I only have 20 seconds left. Hey, okay. Real life situation. I work in a restaurant. And Michael, I got 18 in. seconds. You got to be quick. Okay, okay. Michael, I, I have so to step in. I'm sorry. Work. I'm sorry, Michael. I, I don't have enough time. Folks, listen, Michael, you can give me a call tomorrow. I will continue. I see all the calls on hold about this eight-year-old, so I will continue with this topic tomorrow. I'm sorry I don't have time to get to your calls, but you want to keep it right there. Frank Morano, I'm passing the baton to him. He will take it up now. Talk Radio 77, 
WABC. See you tomorrow. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.